Hello there, and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm your host, Evan Fries, and this week I was joined by my cohorts, John and Carlo, as well as special guest, John Miko of the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Facebook page. Round one of the SWTVC March Madness bracket has come to a close with some tight competitions, some surprising victories, and plenty of great discussion. If you're not familiar, myself and the SWTVC team launched a March Madness bracket earlier this month using data gathered over a couple months and has ended up with a list of 64 characters that fans have repeatedly requested to see in the vintage collection. We get into the methodology and results so far a little bit this week, so without further ado, here is round one, a March Madness story with our guest, John Miko. being here john appreciate you it's also going to be fun doubling down on the johns today so oh this will be only very confusing <laughs> yes attack of the clones um <laughs> so uh john uh miko would you mind just kind of for the listeners out there who uh on the off chance aren't familiar would you mind just kind of running us through briefly what you're what you're all about what you do and your facebook page and all that yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh, the, uh, the the Star Wars the Vintage Collection Facebook group. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the the barge was announced, and I got all really reinvigorated and excited again. Um, and I felt like there was a small void on on Facebook for a discussion chat that wasn't primarily a buy and sell. So you know, we started the group and. Um, you know, I think we're uh, getting towards almost 13,000 members. And uh, yeah, it's a place to really just share your passion, share your collection. And we're trying to be as many of us are, right, is just a bridge between um, the fans and the hobbyists and, and Hasbro. So, you know, we're just hoping, you know, our voice can be heard. You know, just like what you guys are doing and what you're doing with this March Madness, you're hoping that your community and your space can be heard and um, just have fun. And it's also home of uh, the one-handed bubble crush and twist. <laughs> Kills my soul every time. That might just sound great. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, uh, during the Finish the 96 episodes, we had uh, your cohort, uh, Lando Griffin, on, and that was a ton of fun. So um, if anybody's listening to this and you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to the Finish the 96 episodes and check out our Finish the 96 graphics made by our awesome John Linquist over on our website or our Instagram. Well, thank you very much. Speaking of website, Carlo, we have a website that we're, you know, unofficially but if you want to get a march madness bracket this is where you can find it it's swtvc.net yep you can get it there it is giving me a little bit of trouble with the integrating discus to the to the website yep i'm still working on that the code is a little bit it's a little bit angry you're our own personal master code breaker so uh <laughs> i just hope you can figure it out i need you, you know what i can't figure it out because i need my red um Flower. The plum bloom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll go get it out of the theater. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll go zip over to Shockingly, Canto Bite and get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, 
He did not place in the top uh, 64. He someone, decided, but... someone did have the Master Codebreaker on their top 25 submission list. Oh, yes. Oh, really? Okay. I missed that one. It was, someone, it was someone from Facebook, John. Oh, no. <laughs> that submitted, and they had the Master Codebreaker on That sounds like an Instagram person in disguise. I don't it was an Instagram know. infiltration. Instagram. You. <laughs> I, I will say, guys, man, a lot of the, obviously, I've been learning a lot from just you guys and uh, the wealth of knowledge you guys are bringing, you know, campaigns you guys are doing for uh, Complete the 96 and or Finish the 96. What Which one is it? I, yeah, it's Finish the 96. Hashtag Finish the 96. There it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the one to uh, have equal footing. Yeah, there. balance the scales. Balance the scales. Thank you. Jeez. And, you know... We got to work on the branding, clearly. <laughs> I'll send you more shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, thank you. And it's, it's been fun to just kind of, you know, to have the information out there to see, you know, which original Kinner figures have not been completely updated, which Black Series figures don't exist in the vintage collection. Um, and, and as these top 25 and bracket polls have been showing, there are so many different figures to get to in so many different areas. And so many different collectors have different passions and focuses that... Um, you know, I think Has- Hasbro is doing a great job in certain areas, but they could certainly increase the volume and work to get out these various um, groupings a little bit better, in my opinion. So that's part of the reason behind these uh, initiatives. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, kn- I know yesterday uh, at the time of if, you- if you're listening to this, this was a few days ago, but uh, this past weekend, we were uh, myself and the two Johns were on uh, Tim uh, Bosk's Bounty. Uh, YouTube uh, live stream t- uh, chatting about the the 96 and we had a couple special guests pop in like Lando Griffin and uh, uh, Jason from Yak Face. So thank you, Jason, for popping in and doing that with us. And we kind of chatted about how, you know, there's you look at even just the 64. I know I know, uh, John, you've been talking about how it's like you want to wanting to do polling of little subsets of characters like uh, palace goons, skiff goons, cantina denizens, uh, Sith, Jedi. And, and you, we've dabbled in that a little bit. And it's definitely something that will be good to do to gather more information moving forward. Um, but just as a broad paintbrush on the March Madness thing that we're doing is looking at this list of 64 characters and they're from all across the Star Wars saga, be it a background OT character, be it a ST main character that's glaringly missing from our collections. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, prequel stuff, Clone War stuff, lots of Mandalorian because that's hot right now and they're not meeting the demand. Uh, where it just shows that all of us are very underserved right now in what we're asking for. And it's really just kind of uh, nice way to have just a thing to hold up and look at and be like there's viability in all of the different ways of this like of any way you want to cut this there's viability in whatever you want to sell be it Velkin Taziri be it Asajj Ventress be it Ben Solo like we're there uh so it's Similu. about please don't forget Similu, Similu, for Similu God. and a second mm-hmm. sister inquisitor oh, I, I nailed God. all yeah. of our little yeah. uh, dark horses second sister, please. <laughs> but yeah it's just kind of really putting this out there for the fans to kind of just engage the community to chat about, um, to really, you know, start thinking about some of their priorities when it comes to what's in the pipeline or what could be in the pipeline and to kind of just keep the, uh, making the noise, keep the push going on Hasbro where it's like, we want more and we want new and we want diverse. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with this personally. And I know I didn't even set it up before we dove into this. Uh, we're in the middle of TVC March Madness, folks. Um, 
but yeah, so it's uh, the bracket of 64. And I know this, at the time of recording, we are almost done with round one, which is the first 64, whittling it down to the round of 32. Yeah. And when this episode comes out, we should be on to round two. Yes. So yeah, check out all both the Facebook page and the Instagram page for uh, the updated bracket to see who's moving on to round two and uh, start voting uh, on those. Yes, voting can be done pretty much every morning, every day uh, in the Instagram stories for uh, at SWTVC. Check those out. And then John Miko has been not only kind enough, but putting in the effort himself to also make sure that there's polling available over on the Facebook group, which is invaluable. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that, John. Oh, you're welcome. You guys are putting me to work. <laughs> we try, man. We try. <laughs> the descriptions are great. And like I, like I've mentioned, you know, oh, thank you. I, uh, I wish I could have thought a little more in advance to get them, you know, because Facebook has that character limit right. and it's very limiting on visual, visually representing polls, which is just, uh, they need to fix that. I feel like every now and then it becomes a, f a function in the polling and then they take it away. But um, anyway, um, I really enjoyed the creative spin you guys have put on it. And obviously Thank you. everything's always very professional that you guys do. Um, Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're like the hack, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're using, you know, I joke around with Lando sometimes. It's like we're using Windows 3.1 <laughs> and Paint. <laughs> And you guys are using a professional studio. And I've been directing people to the website as well for for the uh, the brackets and stuff like that. So people have given some good feedback with that. So oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to hear. Mm -hmm. It's high praise because, you know, whether you like it or not, John, you are you are an authority in this little community that we're all kind of fostering. You are a uh, very strong voice in our community and uh, appreciate everything that you do, be it, you know, with us, with this stuff, and also just in general, uh, you know, being an admin over there, monitoring comments, uh, getting people excited about stuff, uh, crushing bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that because, you know, we all put a lot of time and effort into this mm -hmm. and I, I, I can understand how much you guys are doing and then more so with all of the graphic design as well but yeah we we joke sometimes that we're also therapists yeah <laughs> we're we're trying to keep people optimistic educated you know understanding where the line is the position hasbro yeah. in is, is in as a business and, right um you know being uh constructive and you know, I think I heard Elon Musk say this. He's like, you know, I'd rather be optimistic and fail than than be um, pessim pessimistic and uh, su succeed. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's something we always got to keep in mind. And, you know, it's, uh, again, labor of love and we all put a lot of time into it. So I appreciate those kind of words. Thank oh, you. definitely. And it's nice to show Hasbro that, you know, there's a lot of people that care enough to put a lot of their free time into discussing this or making graphics or running polls and doing the things that we do mm -hmm. to show that there is, you know, passion for this line and, you know, hopefully ignite a little passion on their end as well. Mm -hmm. And response from from us, from the fans, collectors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you know, the whole money, please. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, doing all of this work, all this market research and everything for... Uh, uh, you know, just out of love and, uh, you know, pay, yes. pay us some yeah. new figures. <laughs> yeah. So Evan, how did we come to these, uh, top 64 choices? You want to run that down a little bit? Yes. So back in January, January 1st, January 1st of 2021, 40 years ago, <laughs> 40 years ago, we, we put out the call, um, 
we put out the call on Instagram and uh, also uh, with uh, John's blessing on Facebook as well for uh, users over there to submit their ranked lists of their top 25 most wanted figures they want to see Hasbro get into the vintage collection, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, or even just like Pipe Dreams. So we did that from January 1st to about, I don't know, I think the first end of the first week or into the second week of February, we extended the deadline a little bit, incentivized by giving folks um, extra uh, giveaway entries to our uh, SWTVC giveaway, uh, where someone won a brand new Millennium Falcon and other folks won a bunch of figures, uh, just trying to get, get people to kind of engage and start thinking more and more about what uh, their, where their priorities lie when it comes to the future of the vintage collection. Uh, so we got a lot of that. I think there was a couple hundred almost uh, submissions of mm-hmm. you know lists of 25, which is a lot. Uh, there were over 700 unique characters mentioned across all of these lists. Uh, so we went through and, you know, found the most repeating ones and everyone was ranked, you know, on a one to 25 point scale. Um, you know, the top the top want being given 25 points on any given list. Uh, least wanted uh, or you know still wanted but at the bottom of the list in 25 one point so john linquist and myself went through and collected all of these data from like all these lists from all the comments all the messages everywhere it was it was a lot we made it hard for ourselves (laughs) uh, which was fun but um really kind of going through all of this, combining all the data, really figuring out, you know, who wants what and, you know, different demographics too. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, But really just putting this list together. And so the top 64 uh, most requested figures or most desired figures were then uh, put on a bracket. Uh, I took a March Madness bracket with kind of like the universal seating system for a tournament uh, where it's like, you know, one faces off, uh, you know, number one faces off with a lower seed, like number 64, uh, and just kind of goes down. And it's a right and left hand side bracket that meets up in the middle. Uh, we put these 64 characters all on this bracket ranked. They are put in there as they, you know, fell on the rankings uh, system. So if you're going through the March Madness bracket and you see matchups that seem questionable or ones that piss you off or scare you or make you very sad, just know we did not put those together on purpose. Yeah. That was purely math. So just be mad at math. Feel those feelings, but it, it was the will of the, the math, the, the force of math. Yes, it was the will of the math. Yeah, the, the, the midi-chlorians of math really just were doing that. <laughs> the mathy-chlorians. The mathy-chlorians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, John, would you like to take it over? Yeah, so now, as of uh, the day this podcast comes out, we will have 32 characters advancing to round two who beat 32 other very worthy characters, very needed characters. But these are, these are the cold, hard facts of the matchup of the bracket system, you know? Yes, all, all 64 are, like, all 64 characters on this bracket are ones that, personally, I think, are not only long overdue, but that I, I will go out there and speak for many, that many of us really just would love all 64 of these Definitely. To, be, no. yeah. to be made. So there's not a bad choice in the bunch. If we could mix uh, Disney properties, if we had the Infinity Stones, I think we would snap our fingers and get all 64 into the oh, line yeah. yes. right now. But, you know, even if it kills us and sends like rainbow energy up our spines <laughs> or whatever happens. <laughs> okay, so the ones advancing to the next round are Bo-Katan Kreez, who was the number one ranked figure in uh, the top 25 list. So I think that you know, she might win, but we'll see. So Bo-Katan, Kanan Jarrus from Rebels, Migs Mayfeld from Mando, who was an upset against the Purge Trooper, Lobot, Ezra Bridger from Rebels, Pong Krell from the Clone Wars, 
Grand Inquisitor, who was an upset against Carlo's favorite, the Second Sister Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku, who so sadly beat Velkin Tazeri, and we will <laughs> get into that. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Clone Trooper from the 332nd Company. Gar Saxon, who was an upset against Moma Nadon, Hammerhead. Director Krennic. Hera Syndulla, yet another Rebels character. Emperor Palpatine Sith Eternal, his Exegol look from The Rise of Skywalker. Cad Bane. Dark Trooper from The Mandalorian, Boba Fett Rearmored from Mandalorian, Asajj Ventress, an upset against Ben Solo, sorry Evan, <laughs> Okay. General Merrick, Blue Leader from Rogue One, Jedi Temple Guard, who was very, very close, but an upset against Cobb Vanth, Paz Vizsla, the Heavy Infantry Mandalorian, Pre Vizsla, ooh, everybody loves their John Favreau Vizslas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Pre Vizsla was an upset against Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, so both uh, Ben Ren figures uh, were lost against upsets from Clone Wars. I, I want to put a pin in that one, and uh, I want to I want to remember that one for later due to uh, the nature of the rankings and the votes. Yes, uh, Hasbro might not remember Kylo Ren, but you know we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some of us, at least. There's dozens of yes. us out there that remember him. So. <laughs> So some of the other winners were Fennec Shand, Koska Reeves, who was an upset against Baze Malbus, uh, Ahsoka Tano from Corvus, Mandalorian warrior Deathwatch, Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian Super Commando, who was an upset against Princess Leia from A New Hope. So yeah, there were a couple upsets, but most of them were you know ranked close against their competitors anyway, or they were kind of in the middle. Before we get into uh, stuff like Velkin and whatnot, I, I want to go back really quickly and uh, with the... Um, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren lost out to uh, who? Supreme Leader Kylo Ren lost out to Pre Vizsla from Clone Wars. Okay, and then Supreme Leader Kylo Ren though was higher up, a higher seed than Pre Vizsla. Yeah, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren was ranked at number twenty six, and Pre Vizsla was ranked at number thirty nine. Okay, I, I remember when we were tabulating the votes, and I remember seeing Supreme Leader Kylo Ren repeated a lot, a lot on a lot of these lists, mm-hmm. uh, where it was. I, I pointed out yesterday on Tim's stream that the vintage collection in the three and three quarter inch scale is the only figure scale, the only figure line that does not have a Supreme Leader Kylo Ren from the Rise of Skywalker. Mission Fleet has them. Yeah. Galaxy of Adventure has two. There's, you know, the Funko Pops. There's a sideshow figure. There's the figure arts. Uh, all of them. Black Series. All of them. Except for the Heritage scale does not have, well, arguably the main character from the final Skywalker saga. Film. I know, that's crazy. Uh, so that's kind of why I prioritized him myself. But I, 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 I'm I, surprised that he was upset so badly because it was a blowout for yeah. previous low winning. It was, what was, what was the final score? He got about five times the vote that uh, Kylo did. Yeah. So it goes to show that there's a lot of, you know, again, for all 64 of these characters, it's, there's a lot of folks that want all of them, or at least, you know, there's a lot of support for all of these things. It just kind of uh, is now at getting folks to uh, put their own personal priorities out there and, uh, you know, in a fun way, but also in a, in a way that kind of gets you thinking. Yeah, it's like the luck of the draw in some ways, right? It's like they're matched up and, mm-hmm. you know, which one you're going to want more. And some of these, like we say, I mean, obviously it would be amazing if we can get, you know, every vintage collection collector to vote on this, whether they're, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, never use social media in their life. Like I know Clone Wars stuff tends to do very well on Instagram. There's a lot of, maybe that's a, y- a little bit younger community who grew up with that show, which was on the air, you know, starting starting about 13 years ago. Um, and Pre Vizsla is someone who was made as an animated character in his season two look, but, you know, got a cool makeover, if you will, for season four. 
and season five and was never made in that form and has never been made in a realistic form. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of people were saying Kylo Ren has been in the vintage collection, albeit his Force Awakens look, which is different from his uh, episode eight and nine looks, but not like dramatically, drastically different. You know, the length of the skirt and like, obviously, I'd love um, a version with a removable helmet or a separate head. Mm-hmm. His costume is the same in uh, episode eight and nine, I believe, right? Other than the helmet. Yes. Uh, and the, the cape. The cape is different. Right. He's, he's yeah. using a different moose in his hair, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah, different moose. <laughs> uh, different undersweater. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that also brings up something where with um, Kylo Ren, there, other than the one convention exclusive uh, in the Black series uh, that was with the centerpiece Ray. Uh, he had photo reel, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. That's Black Series. We don't talk about that here, but yeah. So that, you know, exclusive pack-in Black Series figure is the only photo reel Adam Driver likeness across any of the lines. The, um, that figure has to be my least favorite figure in, in the line. It's it, I don't think it's a good figure. Um, Wait, which one? The Vintage Collection slash... The yeah. Force Awakens Kylo? Yeah, okay. it's just... I don't know. It's it's lacking something. The fact that the head is sculpted together with the with the hood and the scarf, even though the hood and the scarf yeah. might be the same part, it's just the both hands are um have that C grip shape. It's just the, the you cannot even fit the lightsaber in the belt, even though it has the um Oh yeah. You know, it's just it's not a good figure. It needs to be redone. Yeah. You know? And it suffered it suffered like um a few of the figures that they did, like uh uh Finn as well in the First Order Stormtrooper that were kind of in that Walmart Black series carried over into the Doomed Wave One in 2018. Of uh, they had the uh, ball ball hips, but they didn't have any uh, thigh swivel. Right. So you, it really limited how you could pose them, and they kind of ended up looking a little wide and awkward if you didn't get them just right. Uh, so I know when I took a picture of my Finn figure the other day with the photo reel five um, POA head that I popped on him. I had to really like get tricky with the angles so he didn't look like he was a bottom heavy, uh, you know, guy that was just about to, you know, explode with his legs, you know, <laughs> far apart. Yeah. You, you guys are bringing up great points that, you know, the, uh, the opener community that opens their figures and, you know, really, uh, you know, whether they display them in dioramas or in cabinets or photography. Um, yeah. That, you know, they have different needs as well than mm-hmm. just the card collectors. And, you know, mm-hmm. you guys are prefacing this as that this is, you know, choose the ones you want first and a, def- a definitive version of them that, you know, an opener is, has much more, um, you know, uh, you know, different needs. And I think a lot of people also um, were disappointed in that, you know, you didn't have a removable helmet kylo Mm -hmm. yeah when they brought a lot of those black series figures i remember evan and i talking about it a few years ago how they didn't update them at all from the black series into the vintage collection they put them on the card and said this is good enough and maybe it was because they would have they would have had to created a new product number or done you know paid for new tooling and i get that but it was a little bit disappointing because you know ray had the scavenger gloves that she wears for all of three seconds in the in the film right Mm -hmm. and you know and kylo has the hood up that limits a lot of what you can do with him on that point of the carded versus loose collector debate, uh, a lot of that came up with the Count Dooku versus Velkin Tazeri uh, matchup because Count Dooku has uh, several figures in the line. Like he exists multiple times over. And there is one that's pretty good, but it's old. Yeah, he had two versions in 2005 that are not bad. Um, 
the basic figure is okay, a little dated. I, I actually prefer that head sculpt. But then he was put into evolutions um, with more, a little bit more articulation. Um, he has like a, a soft good skirt. It's a little bit the colors a little bit mis, mismatching. And then that figure in the evolution set was giving an, was given another head sculpt in 2010 as a Target exclusive uh, Geonosis Arena Showdown figure. 2009 2010 they did two years of that, which is not a bad figure. So if you're only looking to have Dooku on a vintage card and not care about the loose figure. That's a fine, perfectly fine candidate. Give him photo reel, you know, put him on a card, you're done. To today's modern standards, I don't think he holds up in that regard. Yeah, he's not one I'd be excited to open. Mm-hmm. It was it was very much like um, Captain Rex mm-hmm. that we oh just got gosh. back in December. And if I was a carded only collector, I'll, I'll admit he looks good on that card, even though it's not a great figure. It does the presentation is good. I like the it. card is nice, mm-hmm. but opening it up i i got one to open even though i already had the older version of it i, I got one to open because i have that kind of mental defect <laughs> where i just have to <laughs> get two of everything i it was just the opposite of what i wanted to feel when i opened an action figure it was like when i opened the new boba fett it was like oh my god i'm a kid again i want to live forever <laughs> and i'm gonna break up with my girlfriend and run off with this figure <laughs> this is amazing like Whereas when I opened Captain Rex, it was just like, oh, I feel like I'm just going to go lay in my room and be sad and tell my tell my girlfriend to just like go find another boyfriend because I'm <laughs> broken. So, oh, that's, yeah, that's a great point. I actually uh, in one of our posts, I mentioned that uh, this figure has caused me to want to have one, you know, on my bureau in the kitchen, in my car, between the couch cushions, <laughs> under 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 my pillow, in my pocket. I need a, I need one in my wallet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. The, the day after I got fed in the mail, and I um no, I, the day after I opened it, I had to work on site, and I took him to work with me, <laughs> like nice. a little kid. I put him in my in my backpack with my laptop, and I was like, "Yep, you're you're coming with me." Like Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, man. But that, and that's why though, that's why Captain Rex is present on this uh, 64 bracket because yes, he exists in the vintage collection. Technically. Yes. We just got him. However, almost nobody was satisfied by that. And Mm -hmm. to the point that even Hasbro has had to come out and say, we will never use that mold again. They didn't say we're going to make a new one. They just said, we won't use that one again. Yeah. Uh, Would love though, that that's kind of just showing Hasbro that they could easily turn around and offer a new captain Rex. And even though we all just bought one, we're all ready to buy a definitive one, a new For one, sure. one that's up to modern standards. And mm-hmm. and he's a he's a fan favorite character. Mm-hmm. He's a character that people love. Yeah. And he's a main character too. It just gets you excited. It gets you even more excited for things, right? So getting this Boba Fett just makes you think of all the other possibilities out there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what could this Bo Katan look like? What could uh, so yeah. Corvin exactly. look like? like just the seconds is there. Yeah. Because yeah. the quality is as we said before, it's just, it's nothing short of outstanding. Like it's amazing. You open these figures and you're like, how do they, the engineering, the painting, the sculpting, yes. just everything about it is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know he's, he's missing the little red outlines, uh, digital readings on his chest, but you know, get a paintbrush, get a, a dab of paint. You'll be fine. You'll survive. <laughs> Another point that springs off of that is that a lot of uh, Mandalorian, both from the show and like Mandalorian warriors from Clone Wars and Rebels and Mandalorian are doing extremely well on this bracket. On the day of recording, which was uh, Sunday, we have both the Mandalorian Super Commando, the Mandalorian, against the Death Watch Mandalorian. 
which and th- those were both at least Clone Wars versions of them were just released in the Black series. Um, and those were, I've said before they can be the new what the Clone Trooper was in 2005. Get a new Mandalorian buck, whether it's Axe Woves um, for the male and uh, you know Cosca Reeves and Bocatan for the female warrior, and then just repaint it. Go nuts, go to town on those guys. You know, get them in every clan, every color from every show, and people will buy them. Like you know, the Mandalorian himself is is just. You can't. I mean, you literally can't find him in stores because he's he's selling out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should be sending solid cases cases of Din Djarin and the child to every Absolutely. store. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you know, thinking about that with the Mandalorians, like the, the bodies that they can work off of, it's very much we've talked about it several times. VC one forty, the stormtrooper, getting a lot of mileage. You know, that's a great sculpt. The only way to improve it is add rocker ankles, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, keep repainting it, keep repacking it. We can't get enough of that figure. It's what I call a high mileage figure. If they make new sculpts for these troopers, if they make new sculpts for uh, like a new Mandalorian sculpt, male and female, they've now just given themselves license to repack and repaint these things with minimal effort, mm-hmm. but get them out for even the next 10 years yeah. to get characters out that you know we're asking for to help us build the world out and things that will show up and buy over and over again. Yeah, and we know they have to reuse tooling, so that's why we get repack waves from 10 years ago. Obviously, because the tooling is a huge investment of tens of thousands of dollars to hundred thousand dollars is the quote that's floating around on the internet. Um, you know, I don't work at the factory. I, you know, so it's not cheap. So obviously the, and you know, the return on investment has to be high. So that's why, you know, a line like Marvel legends, as we were talking about on the live stream, can, they can reuse the same stock body and just repaint it over and over again. Um, whereas the star Wars universe, everyone's so diverse and exciting and interesting to see, to look at that, you know, you have to look at troopers or, um, you know, that's why, I don't know. I don't know why they haven't gotten more clone troopers out in the new vintage collection. Maybe they need a new helmet or something, but clearly the 332nd is very wanted. Um, there were a lot of other clones that didn't quite make the list, um, you know, because everybody wants different things. Yeah. But yeah, Mandalorians, troopers, um, and Miko, you've done a post about like the mud trooper can be redone into several different characters. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of us watching that chapter 15 episode there with, uh, Din Djarin and, and Migs May, Mayfeld. I mean, that was a very, uh, I think, uh, it went really deep into the character arcs and uh, the story there, but it was also an action-packed episode, right? And, uh, yeah. you know, seeing kind of a new trooper, you're like, ooh, I need I need to get my hands on a, a, a few cases or a pallet or a container. Just the whole boat. Yeah. You know, John, here's the question. Why aren't you just giving Hasbro the $100,000 to tool up a new figure? <laughs> right. You should. You yeah. Just open a GoFundMe account. I'm just going to leave my job, drain my 401k. And, and yes. We'll get a couple of things out of that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, you saw a new trooper, the right, the, the juggernaut pilot mm-hmm. or the transport trooper, and you immediately noticed certain armor that was, you know, um leverageable possibly mm-hmm. um like you know the uh the tank driver lower body if you will and i kind of you know, put that article together to say hey you know it, like what you're talking about getting mileage out of things and being able to leverage tooling that you know cr- using that uh tank driver you could put together that juggernaut pilot which could then as as we all know that upper body was pretty much a mud trooper which Yes, one of my favorite parts in in Solo is that whole that whole scene on um, Mimban. Mimban, yeah, thank you with the Mimbanese there. Um, 
but yeah, and then you know that can turn into you know a din jarin and and Migs Mayfield Mayfield in disguise. So, uh, and then a much just a, a standard mud trooper which made made the bracket. So yeah, and Han Solo in his mud trooper gear, exactly. Which we only have, we only have as a five a five POA figure, right? And yeah, because Lucasfilm both in live action and in the animation they they tend to reuse assets. So you know we get. You take a, a Rogue One trooper with a Solo trooper, you smash them together, you get a new character for the Mandalorian. Or in Clone Wars, you know, you repaint the same character asset. You give him a mohawk, you give him a different mustache, whatever, and you have a new clone trooper character. And, uh, you know, there's tooling involved with the hair or whatever, but, you know, it's just Hasbro, I would like them to look at some of these ways that they can reuse tooling in a smart, interesting way. I mean, we have things like the Rogue One Trooper has been used as a Shadow Trooper and an Incinerator Trooper. Obviously, we can still use it as a Mortar Trooper. And, is there, and also a Remnant Trooper is technically different. Yes, yes. And, uh, and I think a, a key part of that, right, is that repacks and kit bashes are part of a part of the line and part of the DNA in the line. And what the, and the reasoning for that, part of the reason for that is to get these advancements and cost out an assortment, right? So yeah. this Boba Fett, you know, was possible. Um, and, you know, the, the paint deco on this is probably the the most amount of paint deco they've done on any figure. I mean, you, usually they can average up to 80 different paint applications on a figure. Um, so, and, and then just, you can see that there's a bunch of different tooling they had to do assembly on this, not just the joints, you know, the, the yeah. braids, even the, the, uh, the knee pads, yeah, the knee pads, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. putting in Zutton and a kit bashed Leia, uh, Vespa escape Leia and leveraging some tooling from the, the razor crest, uh, Grogu the child, you know, yeah. helps justify those advancements in the line and cost it out. Yeah. So there's a reason for that. So we can get amazing even And grief is another, I mean, he's getting overshadowed by Boba because, you know, that's one we've wanted for years. But grief is awesome. equally as amazing exactly. as Boba, in my opinion. It's such a good figure. It's, it's very much that Hasbro is beyond capable of making these incredible figures that are, you know, works of art uh, that we all want, that we all just are, we can't get enough of. Like Miko is going to have a Boba Fett in every nook and cranny of his house. <laughs> I'm going to try to do the same. <laughs> It's, it, but that's what makes it kind of frustrating as collectors and as fans as we sit there with so few options every year. I, you know, I think we got 38 individual figures, but that included like, you know, pack ins and a three pack. So it was less releases than that in the vintage collection in 2020. Uh, they've said that 2021 is going to be the most product they've had since the relaunch, which is an ambitious thing to say because they did have a lot of product in 2019 and a lot of new product in 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. But that's what's frustrating is there's they're capable of such such high, high marks here, just a high standard, incredible figures really meeting the expectations and the demands of the fans. But only once in a while. And then it's all buried in questionable repacks, questionable character selection, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, where it seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect like, oh, you wanted to put out peasant Anakin because you think core character, but literally no one is asking for him. Nobody wants that Anakin. There's another Anakin that you guys have that would have been amazing on a card. That Anakin and that Queen of Medulla are not uh, expensive on the secondary market. So if new collectors need to get them, they can easily get them. And they don't even go together. Yeah, no. The Anakin and Padme in that way don't yeah. go together. No. Yeah. And so clearly there's a lot of different priorities. And I, you know, they're not really serving anyone particularly well. With Mandalorian, there's clearly a lot of demand on on the poles and brackets for that because 
you know, it's the hot new thing. Kind of everybody agrees that it's amazing, you know, for the most part, more than have agreed on every other movie since the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, let's let's kind of get into kind of the demographic difference thing. Yeah, yeah, because some of the some of the polls were a little different, right? When it when you when you spike out, kind of here's what happened on Facebook, here's what happened on Instagram with like Luke, right? Yeah. Even looking at the bracket of sixty four, just as it stands, just without even filling out any of it, it's that's a snapshot of basically what quite a few, almost most most of the aspects of the community at least are represented in some way. Mm-hmm. You've got everybody represented in some way. Um, not necessarily as much as you might want or as I might want, where it's like, you know, of course I'm a filthy, you know, filthy sequel guy that's like, I would like some more sequel figures, but I know, I know. <laughs> pack them one per case if you're going to do them, Hasbro. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a great snapshot, but then yes, it's getting into the, into the debates and into the discussion about it. Facebook, you know, skewing what may be a little more OT a little bit of the the older guard uh the instagram community skewing more to like you touched on earlier with the clones and the clone war stuff and prequels for those uh of the younger side and you know some of us uh especially here at the swtvc crew we're kind of in that little middle where we're not we're not the oh get off my lawn and give me a boba fett and a velkin and we're also not you know like we're on the cusp we're not youths uh, we're, we're, on, the long, we're on the cusp we're the long forgotten people generation that nobody cares about yeah we've already gone through our growing pains i went through my whole oh i love the prequels i'm a little kid to oh i'm a teenager the prequels are bad to now i'm an adult and i'm like whatever i like star wars <laughs> well i you know we we have demographic information on facebook and you know our two largest age groups are uh basically i think 30 or 35 to 50 or 55 so 30 to to 50 so you know obviously you're going to see different you're going to see very similar as we saw for the most part, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, decisions made, but then you're going to see, uh, you know, some pockets of, um, you know, a, a, a little bit different of uh, a majority. We saw we saw a few upsets, or no, sorry, we saw a few differences between Facebook and Instagram. Not a ton, and it's usually um, characters that are in the middle, you know. So it's not like even as much as people on Facebook, I noticed they were sort of lamenting that Ahsoka from The Mandalorian is shellacking ev99 <laughs> they're, they're kind of being like oh my god i can't believe that anybody would want a new character instead of you know a third version of a character from 40 years ago like that makes no sense to me <laughs> me and my five people that i talk to that i've been talking to about this for 40 years are we represent everybody don't we <laughs> and it's kind of saying maybe that's not the case i mean yeah obviously i want ev99 and he is very well he or she whatever is very well needed but i think so my earlier point about the Mandalorian stuff, like they're not hitting the main characters. We don't have a big broad line that even has main characters from new media that everybody loves. Right. So it's hard for them to then slot in those background droids, aliens, skiff guards, whatever from previous movies that they've, you know, covered pretty thoroughly. So it, it's hard at the moment. And that kind of goes to like the hiatus that happened for a few years. Yeah. You know, if that hiatus hadn't have happened, we could have a, a different top 64 oh, yeah definitely. for sure in and kind of though it's it's nice that as we were putting this together you know with some heavily rumored things uh thank you to our sleuthers in the community like jason uh and also things that have been confirmed since this all started where we did have to disqualify a couple figures like bespin lando was in the top 64 mm-hmm. clone wars ahsoka clone wars mall they were in the top 64 IG-11. top 25 yeah. <laughs> even they're all in the top 25 i think yeah so it it goes to show that 
you know, and it's very exciting to see those getting made so soon too, that there is a huge demand for those. And again, it couples with just how great Hasbro can make these new figures. It's just, we're not getting enough of them and we need to keep up the noise of, you know, we're here, we're waving our money around at you, mm-hmm. especially yeah. during a pandemic when a lot of us don't even have any money. We're <laughs> wanting you to take whatever disposable right. income we have exactly. uh, or sh- or pretend we have. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We want to buy toys. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's, that's, you know, kind of what was keeping me sane all through all of this is feeling like I was doing something with the SWTVC stuff, why I've been having a lot of fun personally with it, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, touching back on the Elon Musk quote uh, from you earlier, uh, John, with, uh, you know, better to be uh, uh, optimist and fail, where it's very much getting out there wanting to do what I, I, I can, where at the end of the day, feel like, you know, I feel a little better about my hobby since I've now put a lot of myself into it and a little bit of like a lot of myself out there for it uh, to try to fight for it and try to do things that I, you know, feel are right for it or ways or things that I can, you know, help others in the community with it. And I think that's been the mission a lot of us with with SWTVC and I'm sure with the Facebook group where it's like, it's easier to rest at the end of the day. Like if Hasbro's like, all right, we're not going to make any more three and three quarter inch figures. And as depressing as that would be, it's like, well, you know what? We went into it and we fought hard. Right on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, yeah, to be clear, they claim that they're not going to be discontinuing vintage collection anytime soon, but you know, they claim, they claim a lot of things uh, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to paint with a, a broad brush, right? You know, that you, you have to have variety and you have to, as you know, like we were talking about yesterday on, on the, the live stream is that's uh marketing 101 know know your consumer and bring on you know uh, expand your consumer base and uh-huh. think think ahead to know what um you know future consumers are going to want yeah and they have to do that with this line especially because it's just one line right now yeah so you know to see rebels figures and clone wars figures on this Rightfully so, because they've been severely um, under-supplied. Uh, and I think sequel-wise, there's really only um, Rise of Skywalker figures on on this list, except for one, Force Awakens, which was uh, Han, but he shows up in Rise of Skywalker as well. Whereas because their Rise of Skywalker was the first movie that didn't have a dedicated figure line. Yeah, even if they were 5 POA and limited uh, paint and everything, they they exist. You know, like I said, you can go to your shelf and you can see some of these characters. Um, you can see an old Dooku. You can see an old Lobot. I know he's winning, but, um, you know, so you can't see a Pong Krell. You can't see uh, a Velkin Tazeri. You can't see a Similu other than the one from the vintage days, but yeah. And like you said, expanding the base, like, you know, if, if somebody watches Mandalorian and says, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I got to go to, I got to go run out and get a Mando for my shelf. Um, and then they go to the store and it's empty or it's, you know, or the figure doesn't exist. Yeah. Whether it's a peasant Anakin from 10 years ago instead, or, you know, they're looking for a Bo-Katan and she doesn't exist. And then, you know, that's a loss of a, a potential collector who could, you know, get into the line. And then want then ask for Velkin Tazeri, which what we all are really here for. <laughs> that was just one of the things that I was talking about last episode. That it gets frustrating when you play full in order for the second time, and there is no second sister, there is no Hal. You know, you, you're playing you're playing Battlefront, and there is no clones that match. There is no stormtroopers. It's just I and the and the line is not doesn't have any marketing, and and I don't know how to interpret that myself because when you see 
actors playing with the figures, uh, it's always six inch figures. Or, yeah. or even a lot of a lot of the e-tailers with their ads is very much a lot of their Black Series offerings. And it's interesting, the, uh, the Dork Side interview there on Discord, he, he spoke about how they want more, more Black Series and the Vintage Collection offerings. And they've asked for that. And you know, at one point when the Vintage Collection, like the uh, VC-140, the Stormtrooper, Rogue One Stormtrooper was going on, they were selling more TVC at that point because there was better offerings, newer offerings for TVC versus Black Series at that time. And now that's changed because there were a bunch more um, new offerings for the Black Series. So again, that whole balance of scales and give, give us those offerings that we want and that are relevant and yeah and obviously there are plenty of factors like as we said um some of the big box retail stores need to get reinvested in the line and they need to you know i mean it's clearly selling if you go to the stores and it's they have a peg space for it but there's nothing there that means everything they've gotten is sold out yeah if they get a new case it's gone that day because some insano monster like me will have gone (laughs) and bought it and, so. and I get it. I get it wasn't always the case, you know, with some of the repacks that were in the line at the first wave, or you know, some of the lower quality figures, or maybe characters that didn't connect with people, or whatever. Um, but I think it starts with you know, Hasbro also needs to give them product that is going to sell that collectors are asking for. You know, w- whether it's you know, people on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, that the community is you know, sort of saying, make a Bo-Katan, make a Kanan, make an Ezra, make. A Palm mm-hmm, Girl, yeah. make a Dooku, make an Avelkin, and we will buy it. Don't, you know. Yeah, and I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll, echo, I'll echo what Chris uh, Swansky says, too, is, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not just going there. Well, I don't need to go to Walmart or Target necessarily, but I'm going to go there for the toys, and I might shop around for a few other things uh, while I'm there. Um, so, you know, there, there is a justification for them to do this stuff where I don't really need to go there. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason they do exclusives is to, you know, bring people into the store, whether or not they even find or buy the item, they'll still buy, you know, a bag of chips or a toilet paper or whatever you need. That's, that's, that's a a view into my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think that goes into the the whole, uh, if you're not the first one there, when they put it out, you're not probably getting these. I've been, exactly. I've been pretty much almost striking out with everything. And then it, 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 what it causes is for us to go out and pre-order at five different places. That's, you know, I have 40 yeah. standing, <laughs> but you're, you're trying to gauge which one of these guys is going to get me this first so I can enjoy it. And then hopefully remember to cancel half of them, which yeah. never that, that, yeah, <laughs> again, that's how I ended up with six hallways. Yeah, <laughs> if they don't have the figures in the stores, we have to go online to pre-order them. And then that's a sale that is not going to target. And then they say, okay, well, nobody wants this. It's like, no, we want it. You just don't have it for us. That's why we don't buy it at your store. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of a chicken of the egg situation here, but you know, hopefully with our, with our beautiful bracket, you know, Hasbro can look at it, make these figures, uh, get them to the stores. They're going to just blow out the doors with all these figures coming in. And that's, that's, that's my dream, frankly. Well, I, I will say, like, at, at the time of recording this, uh, you know, the Hasbro Star Wars team 
has seen the bracket. So they, at the very least, they now know about the 64, you know, these 64 characters that we want to see. You know, I, I I really hope moving forward. And that's why I sit here and I'm just, I, I'm internally grateful and blown away by the support and, you know, the participation of folks like yourself, uh, John, with the Facebook group, uh, with, you know, Jason talking about getting excited about it, with Tim wanting to do it on his live stream, just all that kind of stuff where, you know, moving forward and then wanting to do this kind of stuff again, maybe throughout this year after this wraps up, maybe start doing mini polls, kind of building up to another big one for doing this again next year, but with a larger sample size so that we can really, you know, each, each time we do it, really get more and more of the community involved so that, you know, we get less of the people like, oh, who chose these matchups? It's like, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Great stuff, dude. Um, my, um, my friends at at Hasbro said some great things as well. Oh, so, awesome! Thank you. It's good to hear. That's amazing. Yeah, thank yeah, you. So I don't want to, see, you know, not to bring it into real world politics, but I don't want to see hashtag Hammerhead would have won. Like, well, he didn't. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you could have voted. You could have posted about it on your socials. You know, you could have told people to vote, and you didn't. So that's on you. If it, if it wasn't for the polls in Georgia, Velkin Taziri would have won. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my final four too man yeah <laughs> oh man well uh before we kind of wrap this up i know we're in the final uh death throes of this episode right now uh <laughs> would uh what what are your what are your guys predictions for your final four and uh who do you want to win and uh, like even if it, even if they've already lost who who is at the top of your bracket what are your final four and then what figure do you think is probably going to win my prediction is that it's going to look fairly similar to the top 25 um even though there have been a few upsets you know as you know, even if we end up with the same results, it's more people have been participating in the bra- in the uh, bracket matchups. So that's nice to see. So I think it's probably going to be Bo-Katan, uh, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and either maybe Thrawn. Probably I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to the Dark Trooper on this one. That's all Mando figures. That's all four extremely well known figures from modern current entertainment that everybody loves. So I think they're probably going to take it. In my own personal bracket, I put Simulu, the Imperial dignitary as uh the winner um you know it's not going to happen i'm sure he's going to get knocked out immediately unfortunately but he is the only i'll reiterate he's the only figure that is completely that does not have a modern counterpart that was made in the vintage line you know maybe he's not the most exciting maybe you got to put him with a playset. maybe you got to put him with uh you know get 10 stormtroopers free with every similu or something but <laughs> he's but he's important to the you know the sort of the history the heritage of the line and this is the heritage scale so yeah you you, you bring up a, a great point there that i wanted to touch on is you know this whole you know finish the 96 in some ways it's also important because yes it's the heritage scale and it's you know it wouldn't be here without the, the Kenner figures, but we also have a demographic of folks that are, that are getting, you know, they're getting older and, um, you know, we're losing, and I hate to be so real here, but we're, we're also losing collectors, you know, young and old too. But I think, I think it's important to focus on that for now. And, and I think that also swayed some of my votes. Um, cause I was like, well, if they're going to finish this, I'm going to look, maybe look at something else a little different, you know, choose someone a little different. But um, just to that is, you know, um, getting this out of the way also allows them to move into more broader uh, sense that they haven't 
they haven't given attention to. Yeah. It, it, it's one obligation with air quotes, obligation that they can get out of the way, check off the list and free themselves up for, you know, more upward mobility when it yeah. comes to new stuff. So you're saying let the 96 die. Finish them if you have to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, All right. My yep. That's that's. Uh, I'm pulling that quote out of the audio here, and I'm going to put it as the intro to the episode. <laughs> I love I love aliens, and a lot of my voting was you know alien Pat. You're you're going through, and um, you know just getting that yak face for me was like that's that world building, that diversity, that you know brings you the weirdness that weirdness that brings you to your imagination and but yeah my my final form really was in line with uh with john's so you know i i think you know bo katan i think even on facebook she had the largest amount of votes for an individual uh character that we pulled um i think it's going to be really interesting in that lower left bracket with uh the dark trooper and Thrawn. i'm really curious to see what happens there i think I think that, if anything, is going to be the one that could be a, an upset. Yeah. You know, Luke's interaction with the Dark Trooper might help, you know, bring that into fruition. Um, and then, yeah, on the, the top right, I think Boba Fett could, you know, we just got the Hot Toys deluxe version, which I I put on layaway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I think at the bottom I had um, uh, Ahsoka Corvus probably. Um winning that bracket just i mean ahsoka is such a popular character right now um even her tvc figure on the secondary market is i think it's the most expensive figure now it's like five or six hundred dollars in mint conditions um i think i had migs migs mayfield hammerhead Uh, i could be wrong i'm sorry and then i had um paz Vizsla, the heavy Mando, and um, Velkin, <laughs> the skiff as my my selfish. Yeah, uh, let's got to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting those t-shirts made, John. Gotta we're happen. Do it. Uh, Carlo, Carlo, what were uh, what were your final? What is your final four look? So like? my final four are Ahsoka Tano, Curvis, Thrawn, Fennec Shand, and the second <laughs> sister. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, but my predictions, I think that Bo-Katan is going to win everything. Yeah, I have um, my final four is Bo-Katan, uh, Dark Trooper, uh, Ben Solo, oh, yeah. and uh, Ahsoka Tano Corvus. Uh, I have Ahsoka winning my bracket, but she is in the final against Bo-Katan on my bracket, and I could easily see that being the the championship thing for this so oh sorry i screwed i screwed mine up i had belkin hammerhead paz death death watch mando sorry i'll shut up now sorry (laughs) you know here's so listening to all of our top fours though i want i want every i want every one of those figures so anyone out there filling out the bracket or participating in the polls or kind of in the discussion on facebook instagram whatever if you're listening to this uh just know that we're with you. We all want all of these. Like if your if your choice kind of loses out to something else, that does not mean that we don't want it. The the messaging here is that we're trying to put out is like Hasbro, look at this. This is a starting point. It's not the only 64 figures we need, but here's a starting point of 64 figures that really just kind of represents little microcosms of our entire community as well as some of the more casual things as well. Mhm. 
then they can complete these and then they can move on to the dozens of new shows that we have coming down in the next few years. Exactly. I think that's probably a pretty good stopping point for this week's episode. Uh, any Anything you guys want to chime in as a you know uh, final note on, on the March Madness bracket? I'll just say from more of our thoughts on this, be sure and check out uh, Tim from Bosk's Bounty, his uh, live stream of the Vintage Collection show that at least three of us were on. Carlo, I wish you were there. Carlo's in the comments, so check out his comments, which were great and added a lot to the experience too. So uh, that, you know, we went to e- went into even more detail, if you can imagine it, about all of the matchups and that was a lot of fun. So thanks to Tim for hosting us and thanks to Lando Griffin and Jason from Yakface for joining us as well. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at the far side of Endor. Always again, thank you, Evan, for some graphics you've done for me. Always appreciate it. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the Star Wars, the vintage collection, Facebook group, I'm on Twitter, uh, underscore John Miko, uh, M I K O. Um, and yeah, like, you know, John saying too, like, please, if you're on uh, the Facebook group as well, you know, there's a lot of great discussion happening within these polls as well. Um, some, some modding that needs to happen as well, but, um, it's it's all it's all passion and you know I, I, I definitely what you guys have been saying you know it's it's good to make noise it's good to do these things to get people excited um, and yeah no no choice is wrong we we're all battling ourselves as well to what, uh, create more excitement right because there's no conventions there's no real uh, events happening and that's what those also do and. Exactly. So we should, there should be things we're doing to supplement it, like the live streams and other stuff, but these types of events, which are great guys. So well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Carlo, your, uh, your Instagram handle, uh, at TX Carlo, what Correct. are you up to these days? Yes, I am. I think I'm back doing photography after the ice age, the windstorms, the, all that crazy month. But yes, you can find me at, on Instagram at, um, as TX Carlo, and I will add if you haven't um, filled out the bracket, grab a beer, a drink, an Ativan, whatever you want, <laughs> chill out, and then fill it out because it gets really nasty, really. Yeah, quick. it's hard. No, I had to break my own heart over and over again while filling mine out. So, dude, mine too. But you can get it on the website swtvc.net, which Carlo has been uh, doing an amazing job on. Thank you, guys. So, thank you for doing that. Thank you. And then we, you can also find uh, really awesome card back mock-ups for almost all of these figures on the 64, as well as many others on uh, John, your, uh, your Instagram page. <gasps> this is true. You can find me at The Vintage Concepts on Instagram. And while you're on Instagram, be sure, obviously, to check out SWTVC and vote in these matchups every day. The more engagement we get, the better. The more votes, uh, the more you make your own voice heard, the more we can tell Hasbro that, you know, this is what the people are saying. So, yeah, please participate there or on Facebook, um, you know, or both. We're not going to complain, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it'd be nice to get as many individual uh, votes as possible. Um, so, yeah, be sure to do that as we continue into round two here, uh, I think, right now. So there you go. I say, yeah, old dudes, get on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on, old timers. Get with the times. <laughs> All right. So that was our chat with John Miko. We had a blast having him on, and we can't wait to have him back. I hope you enjoyed it, and definitely go give the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Facebook page some love if you haven't already. 
All right, here's the beggy part of the show. If you like this podcast, or even if you're just pretending to like it in an effort to be supportive of us nerds, please drop us a rating and or a review on your preferred podcast platform and give us a follow over on Instagram for more TVC goodness. We have merch available on bonfire.com and all proceeds go to keeping our proverbial lights on so we can keep doing what we're doing and bringing you quality TVC focused content and activities as well as giveaways. Before I sign off, I just want to give a huge shout out again to John Miko and to Tim from Bosk's Bounty, Jason from Yak Face, Chris from Bantha Skull, Jake from Forlom de Zuckus, Victoria from the Vintage Collection Podcast, and the guys over at the Sandcrawler Podcast, as well as Findor Moon and Vance Armory from the Heritage Council for the enthusiastic support of this whole March Madness endeavor. And as always, my deepest gratitude to my fellow SWTVC members, Tyler, John, Carlo, and Lewis. For the SWTVC podcast, I'm Evan, and remember, balance the scales, Hasbro, finish the 96, keep 375 alive, and may the force be with you. <laughs>